Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we will be talking week seven of the National Football League, trying to win a little bit of money for you guys. Uh, joining me as always is Bill Needles. How's it going, Bill? It is going well, thank you, man. All right. Pushed your way into first place last year with a nice 3-1-1 one, one week. Uh, congratulations Whoop. to you there. And Craig Needles is also joining us to round out our usual trifecta. How's it going, Craig? Fine, thank you. Bit of a rough week for you last week, though, gambling-wise. At least on this pod. I'm not sure how you did with your actual numbers, but... Uh... Uh, I did poorly. Uh, <laughs> I uh, had a, a 6.3 team teaser that um, I really, really thought was going to come in, but uh, uh, I I thought that the Jaguars were good for at least to not lose by four. Mm. Incorrect. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the no effing way game just happens, and you uh, yep. you happen to have money on it. Uh, shout out to Adam Bolesky from the HI101 podcast, who did our Friends of the Show picks last week, and joined the exclusive ranks of the Friends of the Show picks, who go 5-0. and So, uh, congratulations to him. Slow clap, slow clap. None of us ever go 5-0. and yeah, We do, it just doesn't happen. As, it just doesn't happen. As, we're not as flawless as the Friends of the Show. It's just like I, I said, not. gambling is both fun and easy. It's like we always say right. on this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you guys, you probably hear it by the tone of my voice, that I am fighting a cold this week, so uh, you guys might have to do the heavy lifting in this podcast, I'm, so just uh, just a heads up. What are you, Megan? All right, with that said, let us head to the Thursday night matchup, and it features your Denver Broncos, Craig, heading to Arizona, and your team is laying minus five and a half, or, or sorry, minus one and a half on the road to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh... Are we going to get a Chad Kelly in this game, Craig? I don't want it to happen on a Thursday on the road, so no. Let's just let Case Keenum handle this. Um, I, 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 I'm surprised by this line. The Broncos have given up uh, massive amounts of yardage on the ground the last two weeks. I would suspect that they may do that again against David Johnson and the Cardinals. Um, I am surprised by the line. In, uh, to be a road favorite on a Thursday is uh, is a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not confident in this game because I'm not confident in anything. But, uh, yeah, I think if you're going to go to Chad Kelly, that's going to happen. The 10-day break that you have between now and your next game might be when you do it. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was just curious. I don't think he st- – like, he, I definitely uh, – I definitely don't think that he – starts i was just when i asked you if chad kelly was coming in I was thinking oh, more if it would be in a relief role do you think go like at some point in this game even even no um unless keenum's just legitimately terrible but no forget it just like just give him a, a fresh sheet 10 days from now unless keenum's really really good on thursday and maybe he will be i don't know i just uh i think that we and keenum's contract is essentially a one-year deal so i think we've essentially decided on case keenum five games in here let's see if chad kelly's anything or let's see if we need a quarterback out of the draft i think that's where we're at on this season so let's let's figure things out gambling wise where are you on this one bill um yeah i think arizona probably i mean denver has struggled quite a bit i think they will be able to move the ball um but i'm gonna take the home team on a thursday when you're getting some points with it i mean that's they're both we'll say not performing teams but have been capable of things in the past so I'll take the points here on a, a home day on a Thursday. 
Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you. Here, here's here's my only quibble with that build because I think I like Arizona too, and they might be one of my five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardinals, who have had some high, 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 high spreads the last few weeks, mm-hmm. are one and five against the spread so far this season, including a startling zero and three at home. Ooh. Yeah. That's, Although that's, home means a little bit more on a Thursday than it does uh, on a Sunday, I just think, because yeah. using one of very few days. I still think, yeah, I still, I still think Arizona's the play from gambling side. Yeah. Um, let's head to Sunday. First matchup: the Tennessee Titans are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. They are not heading to Los Angeles. No, Paris. you're right. That's the that's the London game. Yep, another London game. Yeah. Good call. Um, I was just sorry. I get, I get weirded out when we don't send uh, Jacksonville to uh, to London. So yeah, they're <laughs> heading to London for the second of three London games on the season. I believe one more next week, and then uh, this one actually starts at uh, this is this one gets the nine o'clock. The nine thirty start. Yeah. yeah. So Tennessee Chargers in London. Chargers laying minus six and a half. I I just have this as a stay away. Um, you know me, I've, I, I, I think the Chargers are, or not the Chargers, sorry, I think the Tennessee Titans are one of the worst teams in, in the National Football League. I think they showed their true colors in that home game against uh, Baltimore last week when they got shut out at home. And But they are also a team that has shown a propensity to just pull wins out of their butts. And if you're going to pull a win out of your butt against any team, why not have it be the Los Angeles Chargers, Craig? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I don't know. I just think the Chargers are, are much, 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 much better than Tennessee. I, I I'm not gonna put a whole lot of money in this game, but I really like I really like the Chargers here. I, I think so too. I just I don't want to lay six and a half with the Chargers. I just don't. I would neutral want. site game if that makes you feel any better. It does. Yeah. Well, I, I when they play in LA, Char- it's neutral site too, pretty much. Yeah. Fair enough. Sorry. Go ahead, Bill. I see no reason the Chargers can't win this one fairly safely. I mean, it, I hope you're right. they've at least shown themselves to be competent this year, which is enough to beat the Titans by seven, uh, even on a neutral field. So I, I like the Chargers in this game for sure. All right. Uh, next up, New England is heading to Chicago. Chicago, this is the first game of the 1 o'clock slate, by the way. New England heading to Chicago. Chicago, the home dog, getting three points. Um think on this one is I, I, I say this once every couple of weeks I think with the New England Patriots that you're, you're supposed to normally you're supposed to just look at this see the three points you're getting with the home dog take Chicago but because it's New England involved in this you're supposed to rethink it but I'm not going to do that this week I'm going to take Chicago plus the three and, and, and I think they're going to be one of my five what do you think on this one Bill I think I gotta go with New England here. I mean, they kept pace with the the Chiefs scoring 43 points. I know it was on an abysmal defense, um, but if this becomes a situation where whoever can chuck it better is going to win, you have to go with New England. I mean, obviously, Trubisky can't keep up. So, I like New England a little bit more. Correct thoughts on New England, Chicago? Uh... I, I I kind of agree with Bill from the perspective of if the Bears are down early, it's going to be a real problem for them, mm-hmm. a real problem for them. I I really thought the Bears were going to come through against Brock Osweiler last week, and I was incorrect, which is just a 
you, a bizarre sentence to say out loud. Did you hear the thing about Brock Osweiler that he, for whatever reason, he can only beat the Chicago Bears? He beat he beat the Bears with Denver. Yeah, his first start with Denver was against the Bears, who he beat. His first start with Texas, or sorry, with Houston, the Texans, was against Chicago, who he beat. And his first start as a Miami Dolphin was against Chicago, who he beat. Wow, it's eerie, man. Very that eerie. is strange. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Brock Osweiler will be also beat New England for some reason when he was playing quarterback for the Broncos in a bizarre turn of events. Yeah. That was when they had a defense. <laughs> defense is still good, but that defense was disgusting. That defense was very, very good. Um, and Osweiler was really good in that game against New England. It was a snow game. It was like, And if they don't win that game, they don't win the Super Bowl that season. So that was uh, that was kind of neat. Anyway, uh, I like the Patriots here. Um, I think that they'll be able to score enough, and I think that Trubisky will make enough mistakes that they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna I'm going to hold my nose and take Chicago on this one. Home team. And I know you're supposed to ignore these rules when you're playing New England, so maybe I'll just, maybe it won't go my way, and I'll just shrug and be like, "Well, you messed that up, you idiot. You're not supposed to <laughs> do those rules when you have New England." But I'm just like, really good defense at home, getting points, short week for New England. Uh, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I may again, like I said, may come to regret it, but I'm, I'm gonna pull the trigger on Chicago here. Uh. Oh, and matchup we're all excited about is up next. Buffalo heading to Indianapolis. Indianapolis minus seven and a half. Uh, Do I even need to say it? Yeah, I just let's just get it out of the way right now, Greg. Scott Hansen. Yeah. Do not show this game. Oh God, so bad. And it looks like it's going to be Nathan Peterman, right? No, it's Derek Anderson. Oh, thank God. Like, just yeah. Okay. Did we just say that, thank God, it's going to be Derek Anderson about an actual yeah. NFL football yeah, well, game? It only in reference to the fact that it's not Nathan Peterman who should be setting pins in a bowling alley. Like, it, it, uh, it, it I means... agree with that, but here's what I would say about the Derek Anderson. I, I'd, I'd rather like Derek Anderson we know is bad, but we don't know if he's historic. Like, he's probably not historically bad. Nathan Peterman might be the worst quarterback to play in the NFL since I've been alive. Like, there's I, a chance that's I true. I don't think. I don't think that's debatable i think he is the worst quarterback who has ever laced up a pair of uh, uh, who's ever laced up a pair of cleats and has actually started an nfl game like and and for whatever reason the bills keep going back to him and it's just like like chad millman was basically saying on twitter the other day that we should rename the pick six the peterman like it should it should <laughs> honestly just be re- like if, if a pick six happens you should be like oh peterman did, right like and it, it's it's so bad like that that picky through wasn't even fucking close. And, no, and the Bills no, it was were, bad. The Bills were it. They were the better team. The Bills were the better team in that football game. And if Allen doesn't get hurt, they probably win that game. And I would have been, like, just crying, thinking, like, they're playing the Bills at home. How can you possibly blow a game against the Bills at home? And I have the Texans over, and it's just like, oh, God, what is happening? Texans are salvaging their season the last couple oh, of I weeks. know, I know. I've been getting tentatively excited about it. Um... Yeah, minus seven and a half though. If Derek Anderson's starting this game, I think you got to take Buffalo. What do you think, Bo? I'm not giving Indianapolis seven and a half anywhere with anyone ever. Um, I'll take the points. I'll take Buffalo. <laughs> I uh, would take Buffalo as well, but I'm going to choose not to gamble on this game, so I don't have to think about it. Also a good strategy. I, I, I like that strategy. Don't lose that confidence, Craig. No. Next up, a game that I'm interested to see how this one works out. But the line is is smack dab in the in the Vegas zone, so I'm I'm I, I'm gonna stay away from it. Houston heads to Jacksonville. Jacksonville minus five after laying a complete egg 
against the Dallas Cowboys, Craig? Yeah, this is a weird one, isn't it? Um, I'm not. Um, I'm obviously not sure which Jags team we're going to see. Here's the thing: usually, when Jacksonville lays an egg, it's oh man, Blake Bortles screwed them. Like I don't care who was playing quarterback for Jacksonville last week; they were not going to win. No. Um, but like the thing, the th- on that note though, the, the 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 one thing that did happen that I think needs to be taken note, and I can't believe it didn't get talked about a bit more, was there was about seven minutes left in the third quarter. And the score was like, I don't know, 27 to 3 or something, right? And, and Jacksonville had the ball. And not impossible, right? Not impossible to come back from that with that amount of time left in the game. And Jacksonville was putting together a solid drive for about the first time. And then Blair, and then Blake Bortles just threw a atrocious pick and just completely killed any, you know, them getting any kind of. Yeah, but they were they they were I, I understand that and like obviously he didn't play well, but they were yeah. down three scores in the third mm-hmm. quarter by that point. Like if yeah. Bortles had played better, they might have had more of a chance. But the the Cowboys were doing whatever they wanted. Yeah. On oh yeah, I'm, I'm not putting that. I'm not putting what they said on Bortles. I'm just saying. I just want to point out that like when that happened, the defense went back out there and we're just kind of like, all right, fuck it, we're we're just not going to yeah. die. Like we're not even going to even pretend like we're going to try to make this comeback. And I, and, I, and I found that very sad. I found that very, very sad. Um, I, I would take Houston here, I think, but I don't want anything to do with this game from a gambling perspective. Me neither. Thoughts on this one, Bill? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat there. I, I like Houston more. Um, they're on the upswing in Jacksonville, the opposite of that swing. Um, I think I'd take them, take the points, and just assume it'll be a close game at least. Jacksonville is still the team that wins the AFC South, right? Despite all the crazy crap that's going on, or do you think it might be Houston? I, well, I'm going to hope it's Houston, but I, I, I still think it's Jacksonville. I think ultimately that defense will... will uh, yeah, and, and honestly, if I were one of the leading teams in the AFC, if I'm the Chiefs, uh, and I know that they they got a pretty solid whooping on the Monero head a little while ago, or if I'm the Patriots, I I would not be hugely interested in seeing Jacksonville because if the, de- like the defense is obviously the defense, and if good Blake walks in that day, they're tough. Was Jacksonville? I can't remember how how the first half of their season went last year. Were we talking about Jacksonville as like, hey, maybe they'll put it together? Uh, no, they were kind of good. Year? Good from the start last year. Yeah, but we kept saying like, oh, Blake Bortles is going to ruin this. Blake Bortles is going to yes. ruin this, right? Yeah, that was how it went. Okay. Yep. So interesting. Um, Craig, interesting thought I had. What would Jalen Ramsey say if if Blake Bortles was sort of the quarterback of Tennessee? What, what, what do you think Jalen Ramsey's opinion on Blake Bortles would be? Jalen Ramsey would not even mention Blake Bortles in his rants about the quarterbacks that aren't good. Yeah, that, that's how bad he would be. <laughs> he would be so bad that Blake uh, that Jalen Ramsey would be like, I don't even need to mention that guy. People know about him. <laughs> oh God, what a what a world. Jalen Ramsey didn't mention Nathan Peterman, did he? <laughs> exactly. True, exactly. Um. My team, the Detroit Lions, coming off of a bye week, heading to Miami, are laying three points on the road. I have no idea what to say about this. Don't uh, I do not have the uh, slightest clue. <laughs> doesn't I think Brock Osweiler turns back into a pumpkin here, doesn't he? Yeah, I hope so. Like I, from from a, a I want the Detroit Lions to win the football game advantage. I hope so. Um. Also, I guess the Lions will be mentally prepared to play Brock Osweiler this week, as, as awkward as that sentence I, I just, like, <laughs> fit out of my mouth is. 
Um, all right, all the defensive backs, be ready to catch it. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> That's how you prepare. I guess. Yeah, there was the might be thrown. this week. The ball might be thrown right to you. Be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like, and, and Detroit, for whatever reason, has a history of going into Miami and getting it done. Weird, you know, which is weird to say because they're the fucking Detroit Lions, right? And then when do they get things done most of the time? Um, I think from a gambling perspective, you just gotta hold your nose and take the Miami Dolphins and realize you're betting on Brock Osweiler, but it might not matter because you're a home team getting three points. What say you, Bill Needles? I, I kind of like Detroit here. I think right, Detroit's right. gonna be able to move the ball with confidence. I, I think Miami's bad, but that's not a surprise to anyone. Um, even them. Going to Miami, I still think I, I think this game's they're going to be airing it out a little bit. I kind of like the over, uh, and therefore give me Stafford all day. Uh, yeah, I think that if uh, you have to look at it this way, you're betting against Brock Osweiler and you're only giving up three points. That's a field goal. Mm-hmm. I can live with that. Um, we mentioned the bye week. Uh, here are, we got four bye week teams this week, and I'll just see if you guys want to say anything about these teams. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, Craig. Uh, no, not really. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, good luck to them, uh, or have fun on their bye week. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Bill. No, nothing to bring up there. Yeah, well, solid win though. Solid win against uh, Cincinnati. They just continued to, to rip Cincinnati's heart out of its chest, which yeah. unfortunately sucks because I, I had some money on Cincinnati last week. Uh, Craig Needles, the Oakland Raiders. I'm starting to think that if you hire a guy to be the coach of your NFL team and give him $100 million after he has not been the coach of any NFL team for over a decade, it may not work out. <laughs> starting oh, to think God. that might not be a good idea. So hilarious. And the Derek Carr rumors of like Derek Carr getting traded, like I, I just... I just wouldn't it be wouldn't it be so great if Derek Carr was somehow the quarterback of Jacksonville and then all of a sudden was just like throwing BBs on the other side Amari Cooper wanting out of town and stuff like oh god it's all bad um, last bye week team the Green Bay Packers and let me just say this about the Green uh, Bay Packers uh, sorry go ahead Craig I've, just, I've got a lot to say about Green Bay but I'll hear yours first well it's just Aaron Rodgers is is incredible. He really is fucking incredible. But like, for the love of fuck, can people can teams not be so fucking stupid when they're playing him? San Francisco had the ball on their own 45 with a minute 20 left, and Green Bay had no timeouts in a tie game. There should be zero scenarios in which Aaron Rodgers gets the ball back. Like he yeah. should, he should never. If if you play the way if you play the way you like even like remotely smart, it 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 he will never get the ball back and you at least go to overtime and then maybe it's in the hands of a coin flip. But there is zero percent scenario and I I don't think that uh, Shanahan is getting raked over the coals enough for and maybe it's because it's like a lost season and everybody's just kind of like look what he's doing yeah with I think that, like Beathard, he went into but... he went into Lambo and almost won with CJ Beathard the rest is kind of just like. Yeah, his, uh, like, well, not necessarily his win probability, but his not-lose probability should have been in close to infinity in that scenario. And somehow Aaron Rodgers got the ball back with, like, 50 seconds left on the fucking clock. He he used three downs because they threw the, the pick on the horrible third down call. And it was just like, like, how dumb can you get? Like, I just, I don't get it. And as a Lions fan, I'm fucking sick and tired of it. Watching Green Bay get, like, just be able to pull these games out of their fucking ass. 
because coaches are so goddamn stupid. Like, if they'd have lost in overtime, I'd have been like, okay, fine, that stuff. But, like, the fact that Rodgers got the ball back with 50 seconds fucking irritated the shit out of me. Sorry, rant over. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just uh, a phenomenal football player, yeah. uh, obviously, and there's there's no way around that. Um, I will say uh, it was the third and three. The third and three with a minute 13 left from the Green Bay 46. You can run the ball there for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. You can. You need what? And you need been... 11 yards to make have a reasonably good chance to make a field goal. You have a minute 13 left. You can control the ball. You can run the ball there. So yeah. uh, going going deep middle for Marquise Goodwin, uh, having that ball get picked off is not not what you want to do. So, yeah. And, or even it, a high percentage completion. Like it, you, you run a screen. Yeah, something they, like they that. ran a bomb down the middle, which got picked off at the 10. Yeah. Um, which yeah, essentially that. acted as a punt, but it was like it didn't have to be, and, and they had no timeouts, and it, it's just there's no Here's way. It, let's say you, know. you run it. Let's seconds. say you run it and don't get it. Yeah. Let's just say that's what you do on that third and three. Aaron Rodgers has 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the, 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 you you count all the way down, so you have uh, 40 seconds from 113. So you count all the way down. You have uh, 33 seconds to go, um, and then or you have 43 seconds to go. Then you punt. Like Aaron Rodgers has less than a half minute to get from probably inside of his own 10 or inside of his own 20 at the very least to field goal range with no timeouts. Not even Aaron Rodgers is likely to do that. Yeah, and even the play before that, the second down play, they snapped with 17 seconds left on the play clock and then threw an incomplete pass. Like, what are you doing? Like, I just, like, these teams, some of these teams just can't get out of their way. I just, I don't know. That was, that was a, that, like, and Shanahan, who called a great game, that was abysmal, though. That was really bad. Like, that was Andy Reid type stuff. I'm sorry. That, that was the type of stuff. At the very least, give yourself the coin. Like, yeah. Yeah. Again, if you run, like, if you run there, there's no downside to it. Either you get the first down, great. Mm-hmm. Or, like, why, do you, why are you throwing the deep bomb down the middle? You just need the field goal. So either you get the first down, that's great. Or you don't get it, and you leave Aaron Rodgers almost nothing on the clock. Yeah. Like, you know, you, just, you run the ball on third and three. And I understand Shanahan's thought process, which is, let's just win the game right here. Mm-hmm. They, they think we're going to run it. Let's just do this. Um, but obviously, like, you're, you're, you're throwing deep middle with no time left, and C.J. Beathard's your quarterback. Like, <laughs> like, you have to think about that part of it, too. You were kind of playing with house money. I get it, but still. Yeah, I, it was. And you and I have have always been a proponent of get more, like coaches get more aggressive for the love of God, be more aggressive. And that, but that was an, an indication of um, working uh, hard, not smart, right? Like that. That just yeah. wasn't. Yeah, that was not the situation to be aggressive, or at least like. Uh, at what time frame remaining in the game did you realize that? Oh, Aaron Rodgers is definitely winning this game for the Packers. Oh no! The, the second the ball was picked. Like the, the second, well, actually. Probably, oh, to, to me, it was before. I think it was before that for me. Well, like, no, but, uh, no, when when because um, Shanahan had called such a great game when they tied it up and they got the ball. I'm like, all you have to do, especially when the um, I can't remember who it was, but the fool on Green Bay who took that stupid personal foul on the return. They had a good return to get to the to the to the 30 like two or whatever. And then he took the 15-yard penalty because he shoved him when he was five feet out of bounds. Yeah. And I'm like, game. I, I literally said, game over. Because Green Bay has no timeouts. Well, not game over, but like, like game, I, I when when that personal foul came out, I, I thought to myself, okay, Green Bay can only win this game in overtime. Because it because yeah. like, Aaron Rodgers should never in that scenario with no time because Green Bay had no timeouts. They should never be able to get the ball back. Because like if, if Kyle Shanahan's play was I want to run the deep threat down the middle, try to catch him off guard, then why wasn't he running the ball in the first two plays? 
<laughs> to, to have nothing left on the clock because he had two yeah. timeouts, right? So if his ultimate goal was that seam route up the middle, it should have been run the ball, run the ball. Okay, there's 20 seconds left or whatever. Now let's run our third down seam play that I want that I think I can get 30 yards with and set up the easy field goal, right? Like so, I I don't know that I, I, it's just that that was an absolute gift. And then when Aaron Ro- when the ball got picked, that was when I like well Green Bay wins, right? Like is <laughs> is so bad. So yeah, God, upsetting. Aaron Rodgers, really fucking good. Um, Minnesota, your boys, Bill, heading boys. to the Nye Jets and mm-hmm. are laying three points on the road, the exact same as my Detroit Lions. And I'm just going to say I think I'm going to hold my nose and take the Jets, but uh, feel free to talk me out of it, Bill. I will. The Jets are bad. Minnesota's not. <laughs> we would have said the pretty same sim- thing. Pretty about, simple. Yeah, man, we would have said the same thing about the Bills. And that was a yeah. home game. Yeah, that was good, man. Too soon. Yeah, that, that game was just the and most. And we would have said the same thing against Arizona, and you, you pushed against Arizona, right, is, is the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, time. but 10 is such a safe amount that you don't need to try when you're up by 10. <laughs> um, I do like Minnesota here more than I like the Jets. And, and uh, you know, normally I'll take three points at home, but – I just think that the Jets are going to have a lot of trouble moving the ball, and Minnesota has proven so far this year that they won't. I mean, uh, the Jets' offense is 28th in DPOA. Mm -hmm. Is Thielen leading the league in receiving yards? He's got to be pretty close. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, I think he's he's in the And yeah, the Jets, even Minnesota's defense, they haven't been as good as they can be, but a middle of the pack defense can pretty much shut down the Jets. So I see no reason why Minnesota can't keep them, you know, under 15. And continue to score. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of like the Vikings too. I think that, I don't think three is enough. Yeah, it is a little bit low. This is a little bit of an overreaction. I expected this to be in the Vegas zone, to be honest with you. I think it's a little bit of a overreaction to the Jets uh, putting up forty-two against the Colts. Yeah, that's not happening again. No, I don't think it's happening again. But I'm 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 gonna hold my nose and t- like I'm gonna recommend that we we just go with the go with the blackjack style of of picking games here and just take the home dog with the plus three. Don't feel great about it, but I'm going to hold my nose on this one. Uh, Next up, another Vegas zone game, the Carolina Panthers heading to Philadelphia. Philadelphia laying five, Craig? This is a weird one. I got four and a half here, so some books would give you four and a half if you're uh, interested in the Eagles. Uh, It's a weird one for me. I... I kind of like the Eagles, but this is this is what I'm going to be interested to watch. It's an interesting game. Yeah, because I you never know what Carolina is going to do week to week, right? Like I I, w- I was very high on them last week, and and so was I. I yeah. lost a lot of money. Well, no, no, no. I meant going the other way because I took Washington. Like I was very high. Well, I guess not high on Carolina. I was down on Carolina last week because I I was all over Washington, and and it turned out I was right. Although Washington did have to stop Cam uh, late in the game. But, uh, yeah, Carolina, they're, they're a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team right now, right? And, and But I don't know. You look at their last two weeks, and it's like Washington beat them up pretty badly. I mean, Washington was the better team in that game last week. and then Oh, for sure. The fact that the Panthers almost pulled that out was, was uh, very was frustrating to me. Yeah. The guy who has the Panthers under, obviously. It worked out in the end, but it you know could have been less silly. And then you look at their week before, and they needed the you know 63-yard field goal from from Gano 
to beat the Giants at home, who are just terrible, right? I guess I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Carolina Panthers, but they, it, you know, Cam's Cam, and he might just go into Philadelphia and, and and do some shit, you know. So yeah, I'm waiting for the game where I say, okay, Carson Wentz is back to normal, and maybe sure. ten days off after the game on Thursday will be what good for what ails him. Yeah, um, maybe this is the game. Public money coming in on Philadelphia hard right now, so the the, the public thinks it is. In terms of you're waiting, the public is thinking he's already there, is, is what I'm trying to say, Craig. Anything to add on this one, Bill? I do like Philly more, and really it is just a consistency thing. Um, Philly, you know what you're going to get. Carolina, you don't. So I'm going to put more money. I mean, when it comes to betting, you want a little consistency. So I like Philly here. Um, I do think Wentz is getting a little bit better, but he's, he's still not yeah, where he was. Um, but I think they should be able to move the ball pretty well. And, and barring a one of those Cam Newton-type performances where you go, damn, that guy's good, um, I think Philly wins this game handedly. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate. It's a doozy, too, boys. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are heading to Tampa Bay. Um, how close was this one to seeding Buffalo-Indianapolis for the Scott Hansen game, Craig? It's possible. Uh, if Josh Allen was playing for Buffalo, I would have made this the Scott Hansen game. Okay. But the fact that it's going to be Derek Anderson. I just couldn't resist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and this hey, this game is bad. I, I don't I, I don't get me wrong, but the other one's worse. Uh, Tampa Bay is laying three. Can you trust either side of this, Bill? Mm, no, I like Cleveland. Yeah, I like Cleveland too. I think that yeah, Cleveland didn't look good last week, but it turns out I think they were playing one of the like five six best teams in the league. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I like Cleveland here. Okay. Yeah. All right. You guys feel a little more strong. Finland's offense has been tolerable, and Tampa Bay's defense has been intolerable. So there's no <laughs> to think Cleveland can't move the ball a little bit here. And then when it comes down to Jameis Winston trying to play catch up, I don't think he can do it. Yeah, and and this 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 Cleveland defense can you know they can do some stuff. You know they're not yeah. they're not they're not bad. When the other team's driving, you're not like, hey, I don't feel like they can't not stop them, right? And yeah. Yeah. Tampa Bay's defense stops no one. They're 32nd in DBOA, not surprising. True. Yeah. What is the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock games? Well, before the Who's NFL got some... I guess that one was good. Now, Kansas City-Cincinnati used to that be a 1 flexed. o'clock game before yeah, they fucked it out of there. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which was smart because they... they that would have been, but now I, I think it's a, it's a good thing for all of us at that game Sunday night now. Um, yeah. Which game got flexed out? It was LA-San Francisco, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which after Garoppolo got hurt, I think mm-hmm. it was a, the, the right decision. Uh, um, Carolina Philadelphia, I think, is the best game of the slate. I think it probably is. Okay. That's what I was. Thinking. Yeah, both Vegas zone games. Um, three four o'clock games. First up, New Orleans at Baltimore. Baltimore. I love coming, this. Yeah, Baltimore coming off a devastating smashing of the Tennessee Titans on the road, head home, and they are the short home favorite at the minus two and a half. New Orleans coming off a bye. Um, You previously stated that you love this one, Craig. Go ahead and tell us what you love about it. I think this is going to be a great football game. Um, I love the Saints. Absolutely, yeah. You like the Saints? I love the Saints. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, man, that Baltimore defense. Like, let me just check the DVOA rankings. They got to be high. Fourth in the league, and they have the second best defense according to DVOA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's a, it's a very good defense. Um, the Saints uh, obviously know what they're doing. They've had a week to prepare for this defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I or next week rather to prepare for this defense. I just, I just think that New Orleans is really, really good. Um, so, yeah, sign me up for this game. 
Do you think Baltimore is going to be able to move the ball? I mean, I know New Orleans' defense is nothing to brag about, but do you think they'll be able to move it with consistency as fast as Drew Brees will be able to? I think Baltimore, like, I mean, that's the question, right? That's That seems to be what this yeah. game will most likely come down to. If Baltimore can run and just play like a dirty, keep the clock keep the clock rolling and keep yeah. the ball at a Brees' hand type game, man, who, who knows? Gambling-wise, I had it in my head that I'm supposed to just hold my nose and take Baltimore, but... I didn't like it like two, three days ago when I was staring at it. I don't like it now when I'm staring at it because ah, it's it's so weird. I I think you're gambling wise. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to just hold your nose and take Baltimore though as the the short home favorite. I think New Orleans is going to be able to turn this into a game where they need to air it out a little bit. I don't think Baltimore is going to be able to keep this game in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think I want to go with New Orleans here um, because if the ball's flying around, you know where you got to lean. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna swap out. I think I, I originally had Baltimore as one of my five. I'm I'm gonna give away one of my one of my five right now. I'm gonna swap that out for a little preview of a game we're gonna talk about in a minute. I'm gonna swap that out for San Francisco because I think I'm gonna be I'll feel less stupid if I don't cover with the large home dog as opposed to. Yeah, Baltimore in this one. I'll I'll just feel less dumb. So I I think I'm gonna change that. Um, next up, this one's easy. This this is the easiest pick of the week right here. Dallas is heading to Washington. Washington is laying minus one and a five, my, minus one and a half, one and a five, Jesus, minus one and a half at home to the Dallas Cowboys. This is easy. This is the easiest pick of the week. Say it, Craig. Um. I, I, I'm going to take the Washington team here. Yes, absolutely. Correct. <laughs> this, is, this is correct. <laughs> like this, this line could not be more, any more of an overreaction to, what to Dallas, one good game, to one good game by the Dallas Cowboys who are a public team, by the way. And now all of a sudden they're going to go into Washington. Who's actually a somewhat solid football team. Let me just see what their DVOA rank is. Yeah, they're like 20 seconds. So middle of the pack, but like, yeah, here's the thing about Washington though, yeah. is you mentioned the no effing way game. Mm-hmm. That game in New Orleans on that Monday night, they were horrible yeah. in every conceivable way. Other yeah. than that, this season they've been okay. Yeah. You know, they've been more than okay. Mm-hmm. And that was that, and they, they had so much working against them, and uh, like not only like on the football field, but like also karmically, if you believe in that sort of thing, which I don't. But if if you do believe in that sort of thing, it was like Drew Brees going for the all-time passing record, and so they the New Orleans Saints weren't gonna lose on Drew Brees setting the. <laughs> passing record, right? Come on, like, yeah, just silly. Like, just this line is this minus one and a half is such. This should be three. We should be laying oh, yeah. three with Washington, and we're not. So yeah. minus one and a half. Anything Take to add on this one? Half. Yeah. Anything to add on this one? Uh, not really. I think Washington has, has proven themselves to be decent enough. Um, I don't think they'll have a problem moving the ball against Dallas, and I think Dallas won't be able to score at will as they did last week because that was the first time we've seen them like that. So I'd go with the Washingtons as well. All right. Last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Los Angeles Rams head to San Francisco to take on the Niners. The Niners, uh, short week, blew that. Oh, God. Now I'm just talking myself back out of taking San Francisco. (laughs) God. Short week, played about the best defense they're going to play all year. Lightning in a bottle, still choked it off thanks to all that nonsense we talked about earlier. The Rams laying a big number on the road for the third week in a row. 
and they have not covered any of those numbers, and they are laying minus nine and a half. Craig, you just got a, a close-up look at the Los Angeles Rams. Do you think they can cover this minus nine and a half in a row? Well, it's going to be tough, but the Niners' defense isn't very good. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about the Rams' offense is they've got so many ways it can hurt you. Mm-hmm. They're just so many things. Like they, 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 they block well, obviously. And if Gurley's really going, then that's what they do. But yeah, if you're going to stop Gurley, that's fine. But like, they've got Goff and they've got three receivers who are pretty good. They're going to be without Cooper Cup for a little bit. But there are a lot of things that can go wrong for you against the Rams' offense. It's uh, it's tough. I'm really glad that your Broncos ended up covering last week because I had them on the on the like I, I just I had them covering and like when they lost that three put that four points because of the taunting penalty like I was ready to blow a fucking gasket <laughs> having bet on that and as a guy who doesn't believe that taunting should be a penalty unless you actually like take the ball and throw it at a dude's face. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm yeah. just ultimately well, glad. What I would say about that covered. is, yeah, I agree that, like, obviously the, the taunting penalty against Sanders is ridiculous. And it's the sort of thing the ref only calls when he's like, oh, whatever, it's going to be on the kickoff. And then when it turns out to be a penalty that actually impacted the game, he's probably like, oh, I didn't need to call that. Um, and it looks like, you know, it, it looked like a fix, you know, quite frankly, yeah. for a bit Here's there, the thing. Right? Yeah. At the end of that game, if Denver didn't cover, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, the Broncos didn't cover, what happened? You can't look at officiating. You all you have to look at one number on the stat sheet. Oh, Todd Gurley had 200 yards. 200. Maybe that's well, why the Broncos didn't cover. You know, like well, yeah. maybe that's the reason. That's the thing, though. But like, then that, that that's a key point is the the Broncos just played that whole game in nickel, right? Like like they lined up in nickel yep. and just said, "You're not throwing it over top of us, guy." Gurley's going to have to rush for 200 yards in order to win this game. Which, and then he did, which he did. But when you're doing that sort of a thing, Craig, um. You're gonna win most likely the way the uh, or at least the way that if you're able to block like they block, you're still gonna win because Gurley went for 200. But um, you control the clock and you control the clock more and it like works nicely and you control the pace of the game as much as you love. But you don't score a lot of points, which you know the from a football perspective, the Los Angeles Rams and Sean McVay are more than happy to do. And that's what they did. They looked, they saw the Broncos were a nickel. So they're like, all right, well, we're just going to run Todd Gurley into the ground in this game. And he went for 200 yards, but they only scored, what was it? 24 points or 28 points or whatever it was. Yep. They're not going to burst over 30 playing the game. like That's that, true. Which from our perspective here with the plus nine and a half. It was we seven. Have, or well, no, it was seven, but it's plus nine and a half now. Oh, you have to ask yourself: Can the Rams cover a large spread on the road? I will say this: I don't think that the the 49ers have a Chris Harris or a Bradley Roby yeah. to be competitive against some of those Rams receivers, like the Broncos were in nickel. So maybe it's not going to be quite the same. Yeah. Um, I would still take the Niners for sure, but I don't know if what the the blueprint Denver used to try to slow down. Jared Goff, I don't know if that's something that other teams are going to be able to use with much success. I agree. Uh, anything to add on this one, Bill? Uh, I kind of think, I, I hate taking teams with this many points, but I kind of think the Rams can cover this one. You think they're ready uh, to finally bust through on the road? Yeah, I think they're going to be moving the ball at ease. Like, I mean, Gurley's going to get six yards a clip in this game. Um, I think they end up scoring... Most of their drives, more often than they're punting, um, 
hopefully they won't settle for three much, but I, I think they take a huge lead here, and I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to move the ball on this team. New Orleans-Baltimore, easily the best game of the 4 o'clock slate, although Dallas-Washington, you know, is, is somehow going to wind up being fun, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that one will go back and forth. That'll be a good game. Sunday-nighter that, unfortunately, they put in the Vegas zone in a little bit, so I don't think from a gambling perspective I'm going to take a chunk at this one. But certainly from a I-can't-wait-to-watch-this-game perspective, I'm so happy that they managed to flex this into the uh, oh yeah into the Sunday nighter. Cincinnati coming off a hard loss to division rival and the... Constant tormentor. Yeah, Pittsburgh. constant tormentor. Well played, Pittsburgh. Um, Kansas City, they head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are laying minus six. The over-under for this game, gentlemen, 58. I love it. Um, and well, I kind of like the over. Vegas has been getting killed on the over this year. They have been oh, getting yeah. killed because there has been absolutely no defense in the National Football League this year. Like the friggin' Dallas Cowboys scored 40 points last week. So they've been getting killed on the over. And as you know, the uh, normal or the, the, the public or squares, if you will, uh, will always take the over because nobody wants to cheer for the under, even though the under is usually more profitable than the over. I, I bet the under this past week in the Chicago-Miami game. I had a pretty significant bet on the under. I was telling my brother about this. At halftime, there were seven points on my over-under of 42.5. Oh. Oh. I felt real good about that. Oh, that's a tough loss, though. That, that's a tough <laughs> loss. That's a... I felt really good about that at halftime. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Brock Osweiler is the quarterback for Miami now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? My, uh, Mike Lombardi was on the NFL, uh, the, the Ringer NFL podcast this week, and he said he was watching the Sunday games in a casino. I forget which one he said. I think I think it was like uh, it was one of the ones on the East Coast, so it might have been Atlantic City. Um, and he said he was in the sports book, and the second the, the news that Brock Osweiler was playing, there was basically a bum rush. Like they had just announced that they were selling more tickets to like a. a, a fucking Lady Gaga concert or something like that <laughs> to get to the ticket before they, t- you know, t- before they change the number on Miami, right? Oh, God. Um, and then all none of those bets paid. And then Whoops. none of those bets paid because Vegas is all, always, and well, just the casinos in general are always the winners. Uh, Kansas City, Turns out they stay, they stay in business, eh? That, that's that's weird. Well, they don't yeah. build all those, like, gold casinos because they lose all the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've never seen a dilapidated casino. Exactly, right? Except for, that Except one, for the that, ones Donald Trump owns. Damn, he beat me to it, even though he's supposed to. I hesitated because I'm like, we're not supposed to say his name on this podcast. He's been banned from, from this because, like, <laughs> jokes against that can, guy. We can are, make fun of him. This, well, yeah, but jokes against that guy are so easy. But that one was, that one was too sweet to not spike it down. So, uh. <laughs> Kansas City minus six, Bill. Yeah, I like the Chiefs here. I I think that that high-powered offense will be able to uh, do enough damage to Cincinnati. I know their defense has been uh, has left a, a lot to be yearned for, but uh, I think it'll become high-flying. There will be a lot of points, uh, and since and Kansas City is going to get them. Craig, I think that the Chiefs win, and they win by more than touchdown. And they win by more than a touchdown. Ah, man, Cincinnati. That was so. Yeah, I just. Man, that was such a tough loss. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna give them a bit 
more than Kansas City can handle, obviously defensively, from them what we saw from the Patriots. Oh, Kansas City will will have points scored upon them. Yeah, I just think but, that they're going to uh, yeah. rain down a little bit on on the Bengals. I tell you, I think the under is the way to go though on on, on this one with the with the fifty eight. I'm honestly surprised. I think if the, if this keeps up, where we have just no defense whatsoever. Like if, if if this keeps up all the way to week twelve, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing a few like college football type numbers where we we see like maybe it gets into the sixties with some of these over unders, which is. So I'm gonna look at next week's games and see like if there's something that like could approach the sixties. Yeah. For an over under, because well, I was just thinking about that. It, it is that gonna happen? Yeah. Like fifty eight. Like that's the highest we've seen so far this season, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, unless someone snuck in like a. It's got to be fifty eight. I mean, maybe it's higher, but. I, I, for the life of me, I can't see. Like, it would have to be, like, Kansas City would have to get up against, like, Atlanta or something like that at some yeah. point. Yeah, Tampa Bay-Cincinnati right? is next week. That would be the the highest over-under game I can see there. Mm-hmm. So that, um, that one's not going to be too high. No, I don't think it's going to be. Oh, I forgot to mention with Tampa Bay that they fired Mike Smith to, oh, right. today when they had a bye week last week. Like, what were they Try doing? <laughs> what were they doing? They were, they were watching the defense against the offense in practice and figure some changes need to be made. I guess, but, like, you don't, you don't fire a guy at the end of the bye week. You fire him at the beginning, so your new guy's got it the other week. God, this is so stupid. Oh, man. Oh, so Craig likes Kansas City. I, I have it as a stay away. I just want to kick back in and, and enjoy this game, but I do like the under because I don't think they get to 58, and if they do... Kansas City does have like one of those offensive explosion-y type games in this. I don't think Kansas City will score very much because they'll they'll, they'll start doing stupid shit to try and keep up with them, and that's going to lead to some uh, Dalton interceptions, I think. I figured out the game that gets to 60 on the over-under. Throw it out there. It's uh, I think it's almost a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Falcons-Saints okay. in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The Thursday night game Ooh. of Thanksgiving. Oh. There's so much public money that goes into those games. Hook it to my so veins. <laughs> there's yeah. so much public money goes into, and that public money is going on the over. Mm-hmm. That's the game that gets to 60. Oh, that's a good call. We'll have to. That's something we'll we'll have to monitor. We'll keep an eye on that. But that, that that's 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 my prediction. But as soon as I saw that one, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a Thursday night of just, Thanksgiving, eh? Yeah, oh I God, love the, I love America sometimes. Yeah, Not I all love, the time, but sometimes. I love those college football lines where like the over unders like in the eighties and stuff like that. And like yeah. er, earlier this Big year, Big Twelve, Big Twelve football, man, it gets th- th- shit gets real. Yeah, Big some, of those, some of those get crazy. And like the Detroit, or my Miami Hurricanes, who are you know a, a fucking mess the last couple of weeks, but they played you know Savannah State, <laughs> and they were <laughs> dig this, they were a sixty three point favorite in that game, <laughs> and they covered. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you know me. Whenever I, I never like to give sixty-three points. points. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, very concerned. Isn't, that, that, isn't, isn't that one of the old gambling adages? Is yeah. once you start giving like eight touchdowns, is when yeah. <laughs> they still covered. They beat them seventy-seven to nothing. It was like, oh my god. But like you know, you look at the college football lines, and I never like I never play the spreads in college football because it's just too too much can go wrong. But you look at some of those lines, and you see like sixty-three, and you're like. That's got to be typed wrong, right? Like, somebody slipped, like, a, a three or a six on either end of that. Like, they fat-fingered, like, on the, on the <laughs> keypad, the six is next to the three, right? So they were obviously, they obviously fat-fingered the six and the three together. Right? It's just like, oh, my God, no way. Oh. Uh, Alabama is a 30-point favorite against Tennessee this week. Mm. And, um, well, A, it shows you how far Tennessee football has fallen, and B, yeah. uh, when it's a it's an intra-SEC game and someone's a 30-point favorite, that's that's bizarre. 
but yeah. it's not even there. Uh, Monday night game. The New York Giants are heading to Atlanta. And Atlanta is laying minus five and a half at home. Here's what I'll say about this game. If Eli Manning cannot move the ball in this football game, then I think it's time to put him out to pass this. I agree. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just I think but at some point the, the, like the line is bad and I get that, but at some point you have Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham on your team. Figure it out. Yeah, and and Saquon Barkley's been a beast. We say this every week on the podcast. He shouldn't be getting this many yards because the offensive line is so bad. He reminds me, and everybody says this about any hot new running back where you go, oh, he reminds me of Barry, or oh, he reminds me of Emmett, and all this. He really does remind me of Barry just because of the way he has to run behind just an atrocious offensive line. Yeah. And, but he's just so good. He's, he's, still, he's, he's still transcendent. Some of it done. Yeah. He's getting met at the line for a gain of one and bouncing yeah. off and getting yeah. eight. Yeah. And every now and then he rips miss. those 50s. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they get him involved in the passing game. Like, he's um, he's great. He's really, really, really great. Yeah. And he's he's a joy to watch. He's yeah. He really is. And this is, if I were a Giants fan, like, obviously it's been very frustrating to watch this team this year, but... He's, uh, he's truly a joy to watch. Minus five and a half. Do you have any... Uh, anyone uh, you Falcons, I guess. Yep. I like the Falcons here. Okay. Everything's going wrong for the Giants. And hey, a lot's going wrong for Atlanta, too. Don't get me wrong. If the Giants but, are ever going to move the ball, it's going to be this week. But they've proven over and over again that they can't move the ball. So I'm not going to bet on that. I'm going to bet on Atlanta moving it at ease and the Giants not being able to keep up. Uh, Gambling-wise, I have, I have a short-term and a long-term thought on this one. My long-term thought on this one is I would like the Giants to win this game because I have their over, but ultimately I don't think they're going to get there anymore no. based on this 1-5 start that, they, that they've that they given themselves. Short-term gambling-wise, I think we need Atlanta to win this one because we need some shorter Atlanta lines, right? When that defense is against other teams going forward when Atlanta, when their defense is just so bad, right? But, but we need those lines to be, you know, Atlanta minus three or Atlanta minus like like when they play the bad teams we need the lines to be bigger and when they play the the closer teams we need the lines to be shorter right so that we can be like uh, we're going against or or for Atlanta based on what happens so I think we need Atlanta to win this game short term for for spread purposes going yeah that's forward. fair yeah that's what I think anyway um all right uh, let's do our picks that wraps it up so let's do our picks for week seven in the national football league uh friends of the show picks this week will be provided by the good people from the countdown podcast who will be they do uh, nice uh, movies and tv mostly movies they uh, they count down every week uh what they uh they, they just pick a random topic and and find their 10 favorite movies and, and discuss them it's really great great pod and uh, we're going to throw to them just as soon as we do our picks here. Bill Needles slipped into first place last week. Go ahead, good sir. True. All right. So I'm going to take my Vikings this week, I believe. I'm going to take the Browns because they're not terrible. I'm going to take New England because they're not terrible. I'm going to take Buffalo despite the fact that they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I will take Atlanta because the Giants are terrible. Okay. It's good analysis. Yeah, very good <laughs> analysis. Atlanta minus five and a half. And how much was Cleveland giving? They were getting three. You're getting on three. The road. I'm going to take Arizona in the Thursday nighter. Sorry, Craig. It's all right. I understand. I'm going to take Chicago. I'm going to hold my nose and take Chicago. I'm going to mm. take the Jets. Sorry, Bill. 
Okay. That's just I'm just holding my nose. Nothing personal. Just just keeping <laughs> it real. Um, I'm gonna take Washington. And I, I I know I waffled back and forth on this this podcast, but I, I'm I'm gonna lay the two and a half with Baltimore. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my I'm I'm playing blackjack here. I'm just I'm I'm hitting on a sixteen. Is, is what I'm doing here. Uh, Craig Needles, 0-5 week last week. Here's where you start your rebound right here to the 5-0. You're going to b- bounce right back with 5-0. What do you got? Oh, God. Uh, I'm taking Cleveland, Bill. Okay. I'm taking the Detroit Lions. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be taking the Saints. Nice. Give me those. You, you have 9.5 or 10 with the 49ers and Rams. I have 9.5 with San Francisco. I've got I've got ten for the Niners. Can I have the half point? Yeah, I'll give you ten. <laughs> All right, ten since points. You, for since you had no one five week, if if you went yeah. five and zero oh last week, this would be a different conversation. Uh, <laughs> give, it, give me the yeah. ten points to the Niners. Yeah, uh, I'll take Kansas City minus a six, yeah. and that's five, right? Yeah, there are a couple Kansas, more. You got Cleveland, Detroit, New Orleans, San Francisco, and Kansas City minus yep. the six, and Cleveland, as we suggested earlier, was giving the three. Um, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Email contact at the crossoverpodcast.com. And we are on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe, but only five stars. And as always, please download, but you don't necessarily have to listen. Um, future stuff coming up. Uh, we'll be back next week with week eight for the football. And I think next Friday we're going to try and do something. We'll see if it'll happen, but we're going to try and do something for Halloween. Uh, as we always try to do a little annual Halloween thing. Last year we tried to figure out which uh, Halloween segment in The Simpsons was the greatest one of all time. I completely forget which one ended up winning. Um, I think it was The Devil and Homer Simpson, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, Devil and Homer Simpson I think would be my answer to that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. There's so many good ones, though. And it was all done. It was so, it was so random, and it, it's, it's a hilarious go back and listen to, I think. But uh, it's it's... So it was so randomly done that it was chaotic, and I, I loved every second of it, and I wish you guys could have been there. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you, Craig and Bill, as always. I'll talk to you guys next week, and we're just going to go ahead and throw it to the good people of the Countdown and Movies and TV Podcast. Take care, you guys. Hey, this is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast coming to you from down in Australia. And thanks to Matt and the Crossover Podcast gang for inviting me to be this week's friend of the week, week seven, for your very strange game, the NFL. So clearly, I am not someone who's well-versed and I'm going to give my apologies immediately off the bat. Did this last season. I think I came away with a 3-1-1 and record. Not bad for someone who knows next to nothing about this game. So, I've got my five games here. I've gone through and had a look, just trying to be logical about it, to be really brutally honest. And I thought, well, last time around, it worked to pick the teams that were sort of top of their individual conferences and, and divisions against the teams that were playing lowly teams. But I could only find one example of that this time around. And that is the 6-0 and Rams up against the 49ers. And even though they're traveling away, I can't help but think that uh, if you're 6-0, and you must be doing something right, especially when you're up against a team that is one and five. So that's my pick there. Then after that was pretty damn tough. All these teams that are sort of one and five and two and four and two and three down the bottom of the 
their divisions are playing against other teams sort of similarly positioned. The only other close exception I could find was the Detroit Lions traveling out to play the Miami Dolphins. And I just can't see the Lions getting over the line there based on what little I know about them. I happen to be a Detroit Pistons fan and therefore I know that the Lions haven't won dick in a very, very long time. So uh, let's go with the Dolphins on that one. After that, it all gets a little bit more random, shall we say. I've gone with the Falcons to beat the Giants at home. Don't ask me why, except the fact that uh, a good friend of mine, a podcasting friend of mine, Nick from the Epic Film Guys, is a huge Giants fan, and therefore my Facebook feed gets inundated with him crapping all over them, and given that they are 1-5 to start their season. Uh, though they did win one away, that's something. Uh, I still think that, yeah, they're not going to do all that well against the Falcons. Patriots then, I've also got to beat the Bears. Um, New England Patriots, obviously pretty successful team. Even I know that, knowing a fuck all about the NFL. So just going to give it to them to, even though they are traveling, to get it, get over the line there. And then lastly, my fifth pick of week seven, I'm going with the Colts over the Bills. Now, obviously going for a two teams here or a game here where neither team is doing all that particularly well so I'm giving it to the home team here and a bit of an upset maybe given the one and five versus two and four record this one may come back to bite me your mileage may vary so that's the Dolphins the Rams the Falcons the Patriots and the Colts are my five picks thanks again to Matt for asking me on apologies for just how badly I screw this up and believe me when I say that our show we know a little bit more about what we're talking about, at least in terms of giving each other a whole mess load of shit. Thanks very much again. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Happy punting.